Hi everybody and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset and body from where you are right now to where it is that you absolutely want to be. And at the time of recording this, the Tokyo 2020 Olympics are on, even though it's in 2021. That's an interesting thing, isn't it? It's 2020, all the future Olympics are going to be four years apart. They've obviously spent millions of dollars on the marketing of Tokyo 2020, but because of COVID, we've had to put it off until 2021. So it seems weird when you look at all the signage and everything that says Tokyo 2020. But I hope you've been enjoying watching uh, some, of the, uh, some of the Olympic action. I, I think it's fantastic. Um, just before, actually, uh, about half an hour ago, I was watching... Um, some backstories to some of the Olympic gymnasts. And this is what I love about the human experience, right? We often see just on TV what the gold, silver, bronze is. But you think about everybody that's along, I don't know, let's say it's swimming, for instance, everybody that's standing on the blocks, they've made it to an Olympic standard. And you could take any one person, not just the gold medalist or the, any of the medalists, but take anyone off there and I'm sure you could make a, a really powerful, compelling movie about each person's experience to get to that point right there. And then some people are going to not achieve what they want to achieve in terms of maybe they're a favoured medal hopeful, but they haven't, they, you know, they've just had an off day or the others have swum better. <clears throat> You've had people that are just so proud to have, wow, I've made it to a final. And what an achievement that is for them and something that they'll never forget. I don't think any Olympian would ever forget the fact that they've made it to that proud moment of being an Olympian and some go on to win medals and that's an amazing experience. But uh, I was watching this one about gymnasts and it was, a, it was uh, I didn't watch the end of it, but it was a, a really compelling insight into a, a Russian gymnast, a Chinese gymnast and a US gymnast and uh, showing them through training, showing them at um, you know, years before how they have, uh, in air quotes, failed to be able to achieve what it is that they wanted to achieve. And uh, it was interesting to hear that um, this was a US gymnast. I'm not, not sure of her name. It wasn't the, what's her name, Biles lady, but it, it was uh, another uh, young girl. And it was, I think, 2017 or 2019 Nash, uh, World Championships. And she needed to qualify top two in the US team to be able to go on to um, you know, perform an individual gold medal stuff. And they, they won gold for team, uh, the team US, they won gold but she came third in terms of top out of the US. So she missed out on representing herself in those events that she wanted to. And it was funny how the coach was talking, and she was too, talking about the fact that they, they'd won a gold medal. She had won a gold medal. She was part of a team of a gold medal winning team, but talking about failure because she hadn't made it through to representing herself. So in her mind, that was a failure. And it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you say, wow, she just won a gold medal for the team. But 
that was part of her objective, but she hadn't meant that other, other part. But so I just love watching the backstories and seeing all the, if you like, failures of the past and how they use that to go on to that next thing. And there was, I think it was the Russian, uh, the Russian gymnast and they were showing her how a different a big means. Um, she had, well, basically full and flat in her face at different things. So how embarrassing for them. And they talk about that embarrassment of failing in front of the world, but at the same time, risking it all. And today I want to talk about, uh, you know, we train for it. Because I listened to many of the questions that they get asked. So I was listening to some of the swimmers yesterday. Because Australia won a gold medal uh, in the, the swimming. And they talk about the fact that it's, it's so hot over in Tokyo. Um, and they talk about how the evening sessions where traditionally for the Olympics in the evening is when they have the finals and in the morning they have the heats. So you get these interviewers that are asking the swimmers, oh, how do you, how do you cope with the fact that, uh, you, you know, you're, um, you've done the heats in the evening and then you have to get up in the morning and, and race a final? And they said, we train for it. And that's exactly right, isn't it? They've known years out that the finals are going to be in the morning, the heats are going to be at night time. So they change their training that way. They just work it that way. In terms of um, other things, they're saying, oh, how, are you, how do you cope with the, the fact that there's no crowd? <clears throat> and uh, obviously, uh, you know, the crowd has a massive impact in creating an atmosphere uh, in the stadium and can't help but have an impact on, uh, you know, the people in the in the pool or, or whatever event that they're doing. Now, some athletes say they actually like it without anyone else there. I was listening to, <coughs> pardon me, it was the, I don't know what you call it, I'm going to say kayaking when they come down that rapid rivers type thing and they have to swim through, um, you know, poles and all that kind of stuff without hitting them. And one, I have one of the competitors who was one of the favourites yesterday telling his team, do not run down the side of me while I'm doing it, as in, you know, they go down this pathway and they, um, so down the waterway and people can run down the side or, or whatever and cheer them on. I said, do not do that because it's going to distract me. So some people don't like the crowd, but then other people use it. And again, so the, they got these questions in the swimming pool about, uh, how, do you, how do you cope without any crowd around? And guess what they said? We train that way. You know, when they're training, they train under race conditions without a crowd. So they're used to that. So what do you learn from, from all of this? The fact is that sometimes conditions are going to be different. Okay? But the more you train for the conditions you get better outcomes. We train for it. I think it came up about four times yesterday, four different swimmers, four different questions, and they said, we train for it. It's the way we train. 
the fact that they have to then, um, you know, swim late at night and some have multiple events that they have to swim for, then try and get a good night's sleep, get good food into them, get up the next morning and swim again for a final, for a gold medal. I said, it's what we train for. We train under those conditions. So that's how they're able to achieve what it is that they achieve. It's really quite amazing. But the more you train, the smarter you train, the better you get. And this is the thing about the success. I mean, we see those Olympic gold victories and amazing events and you think, wow, if only that was you. I'm sure some of you think that. But you don't think about what has gone into creating that moment. And I think swimming is a, I, I can't swim. I'm not a, um, I could probably save my life, but that's it. I've just never enjoyed the water that much. I think about swimming and think about all of the, that black line that they're following up and down and up and down and up and down the pool and how boring that would be. But then someone might look at what I do in terms of the training and say, wow, how could you just lift weights all the time? That must be so boring. But if you understand how they, and I'm certainly no swimming coach, but if you understand their individual programs, each time they get in the pool, they're focusing on something in particular, a particular element that day. So in the morning, they might be doing some uh, you know, long work, and then in the evening, they might be doing some sprint work. Uh, they might be doing certain exercises where maybe they're only using their legs, or maybe they're only using their arms, or uh, maybe they're using one side of their body. Maybe they're using a flotation uh, device between their legs. Maybe they're you know, using things on their hands to push through the water. Maybe they're using a snorkel type setup. You know, there's a whole different series of ways that they can be doing what they're doing in the pool. And I think if you break it down to those individual steps and knowing that, okay, this step is gonna take me to that next level, then that just makes it different. With what I do for my body, I've got like, tomorrow it's 13 and a half weeks until my final photo shoot for me being in the best shape that I'm going to be in this year. Right now, if people just saw, okay, well, you just go into the gym each day and you know you eat food and then as the closer you get to uh, you know, your photo shoot, you just you know, cut down the amount of food that you're eating. Well, that's an oversimplistic way of looking at it. But every single workout that I come in for, I have a specific goal in mind. So as soon as I finish this uh, podcast, I'm doing a workout. So my goal for this workout is I've got, uh, this is the start of week 11 for me, of my program. I've got week 11, week 12, and then I'll have two weeks um, sort of off my heavy training. I'll still be doing workouts, but I'll having off my training so that it allows the body to recover a little bit so I can come back and hit it a little bit harder. So these next two weeks, I'm focusing on no more than six repetitions. So it means I lift heavier weights. I'm trying to build more muscle. If you mapped out each, each uh, week of my program, sometimes I'm working no more than 12. Well, actually, that's not true. I do So today I'll be doing some I do some partial movements for 15 reps to just overload the muscle, every fibre of the body, 
or of that muscle group that I'm working to just stimulate some more growth. And then when it comes to my feeding, there are certain things that I change different with my food. So increasing the amount of protein, increasing the amount of plant-based food. Right now I'm on five meals a day and a certain amount of plant-based food and protein. That will change over the next 13 weeks. The next two weeks it'll be the same and then it will change. So each week can be a little bit different, but each week has a specific goal. And when you're trying to achieve a certain outcome, yeah, maybe sometimes you might think that that seems a bit boring and hard work from the outside looking in, but it's really powerful when you know the result that you're working towards. Now, my regime looks nothing like it does for an Olympic athlete, but I've got an athlete mindset, an Olympic athlete mindset when it comes to what it is that I want to achieve. And what do we do? We train for it. And so think about how you can apply this to your own life. If it's your own training, for instance, are you getting the outcome that you really want from the training that you're putting in? Or are you just turning up? Because you can just turn up to the pool every day and just go through the motions, but if you turn up and put in a purposeful, guided effort, knowing that this is building you towards something else, then that's gonna give you a different outcome. When it comes to your, um, your business, maybe it's, a, maybe it's a presentation. Let's say it's a sales presentation that you do uh, to, uh, to customers, to win customers. Do you practice it? Do you train for it? Because the more you train, the easier it comes. The very first sales pitch, if you like, that I did for uh, you know, my first couple of clients, I was very nervous. So I'm like, oh gosh, what does this look like? What should, um, what should I say? How confident am I in saying what I'm saying? And now I can do it without looking at a script because I've been doing it for so long and I've done it over and over, you get, you get better at it, you get more confident at it. But what have I done up to these moments? I've trained it, I've trained for it, I've practiced it. So you get better at it. If you look at all the different elements of your life where you wanna get better, if you train for it, then you're gonna get better at it. So that's what I say to you today. If there is something that you want to get better at, if there's something that you want to become the best at, you want that gold medal winning performance, you've got to train for it. And you've got to train hard for it. And whatever you train for initially isn't going to give you maybe the total outcome that you want straight away. Because if it's hard, something hard to achieve, then it's probably gonna be harder than you think to achieve it, and it's gonna take a lot more work than you think to achieve it. Like I think about what I'm achieving for my body now, it's taken me 33 years to get to this because I've been focusing on different things up to this point. I haven't had the knowledge that I've had up to this point. I haven't invested in the coaching up to this point, which has provided me with the, the drive and the accountability, and I haven't had that thing to aim for before. I haven't had it crystallized in my mind as to exactly what it is that I want. Because when you have that, when you know exactly what it is that you want, like I'm, I'm talking exactly, not like, oh yeah, I kind of want that, exactly what it is that you want, then that 
is what gives you this laser focus, like zooming right in, that's what I want. Okay, now let's work backwards. What do I need to do? What do I need to do that? What's required? So if I reverse engineer uh, just quickly, uh, what I want for my health and, and fitness and body this year, what I wanted last year versus this year. This year, my goal, four kilos of muscle. I can tell you exactly what I want my body to look like. Like if I, even if I don't close my eyes, I can see my body standing there in the best shape I was last year. Uh, imagine clay that I'm, I'm popping on the various parts of my body where I want it to look bigger, better, more defined than last year. I know why that's so important to me. I've articulated that very, very clearly for myself. I've looked at my focus. How can I be more focused this year than I was last year? And I've looked at how that can be the case. I've looked at how can I remain as focused or more focused this year than last year? And looked at all the things that I was doing last year and said, well, I can't do what I did last year this year to achieve the same outcome. If I'm gonna become more focused, that's not gonna work. So I need to do it differently. So I went about that process. I looked at all the different elements. I looked at everything that I had around me because I surrounded myself with gold. So I thought, okay, gold for me was like winning. And I had images up my entire mirror uh, on my ensuite, which is about two meters long, uh, is completely covered in about, what have I got up there? probably about 15 or more images, A4, of the things that motivate me. So I've got my Olympic gold medal uh, friends that are, that are on there um, with a picture of me. I've got um, our bodybuilders. I've got other things on there that just inspire me to do better with written messages on there and things that I've written on them as well that just inspire me to go to that next level. Because, and I changed it from last year because I thought, well, those images took me somewhere last year, but I need to have a different approach. And I looked at all the things around me and how I could just change my environment just to mix it up a little bit more. But I knew exactly what I wanted. Four kilos of muscle. How was I going to determine that? Via a DEXA scan. And so I made sure this year that I had the DEXA scans at the right point so that I could be absolutely laser laser focused on that result. And I even know what I'm going to achieve next year, even though this year's goal hasn't been met yet. I'm already working on what I'm going to achieve next year. And that makes it exciting. The point is I know what I want. And because I know what I want, I know what I, the work that I put in last year because I tracked it all as well. You always got to track your results. The food that I'm putting in, the exercises that I'm doing, the types of exercises, the volume of my workload, the frequency of the, the exercises, my supplementation, all of that is just so critical. And if you track it, you know the result that you got and then it's like a recipe. When you get the recipe right, how do you get it again? When you've written the recipe down, so bang, you just do that. You know the temperature of the oven, you know the ingredients, you know the order to put them in, the uh, amount of time to cook it for, etc. So you'll always get the same outcome. It's the same with so many different things that we do in our life. We just got to, you got to train for it. The more you train with focus, with purpose, doing the right things, taking note of what's working and what's not working and 
leave out the things that aren't working and change it to the things that are working, that's where you start to get the real, real change and getting closer and closer to what it is that you want. So if you want to work with me, go to the mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com, opt in for the free consultation and let's, let's make 2021 your best year yet. Stay safe, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow.